Guitarathon is the greatest guitar sale on earth, and it's happening now. Get massive savings on a huge selection of electric and acoustic guitars, basses, amps, pedals, and other accessories. Save up to $450 on a Gibson Les Paul Studio Deluxe, up to $900 on a Gibson Les Paul Trad Pro 4, or save up to 20% on other select Gibson guitars. Plus, get special financing on select major brands. Don't miss these incredible deals. Available online and in-store, now through November 1st. Guitarathon, only at Guitar Center. Find your sound. You are locked on, locked on, locked on Hornets. Your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in. This is Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast. All Star Game. Guys. So, so yeah. now you're participating in All Star Schadenfreude. Do I have that correct? Anything that goes wrong with the All Star Game, you're going to. I'm just saying, it's take a good thing a little pleasure. Have, we don't have to claim those yeah. jerseys. Yeah, That's not jerseys are trash. And we're going to get Jordan jerseys. You know, right. when, it, when it eventually comes back, fingers crossed. Everyone, cross your fingers and toes. All right, I just did. Okay. 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 And holding down the left block, he covers the Hornets for ESPNCharlotte.net. Justin Thomas, what's going on? Hey, you know, can we can we say something here? We have a yeah, we have a, a good grouping here today. It's five of us. We've the got squad. Well, yeah, yeah we it's, the whole it's, squad. It's, it's going to be six soon. Uh, we've got, uh, of course, we have our entire studio team in here tonight, dropping those delicious, delicious sugary gum drops. It's Captain Kurt. Uh, in a minute, Cook. We live. <laughs> uh, a nice callback. We live. All right, we got Calamity James in here as well. Getting ready for the showdown. She's going to prep you on what you need to know, the matchups to watch for this week in Hornets action. And also, Zach, holding down social media, say hello, hello to him on Twitter or Instagram, at Locked on Hornets. We've got a great show ahead. Uh, Matt Rochinski from Hornets.com and live at the Hive joins us live here at 610+. plus. We're signing some executive orders in honor of our new administration. Uh, plus, the Oscar nominations were announced today, so we have a few oh, nominations. Oh, no, super excited about that. Well, I'm excited about La La Land getting its due. Oh, jeez. My oh. favorite movie of the year. Okay. Uh also, uh, so we'll dole out a few. We'll dole out a few of our own. Plus, we've got uh, much more ahead. But first, before we do our step back, real quick, I uh, have to give a shout out to Hornets PR because they sent us all this wonderful uh, Kimball Walker swag. You're wearing uh, the Walker Charlotte Ranger badge. Yes, uh, we've got the poster. Check. Let's unfurl that. Give our uh, give our yeah, friends. And we got to get this frame, by the way, by our new sponsor, our pals at Frame Warehouse. Frame Warehouse. Yeah, we're coming yeah. to see you. Yeah, check them out online, framewarehouse.net. We're going to get this framed up and put in the studio. Uh, new, our first local sponsor. Really excited about that. Also, i gotta, I got to take my headphones off for this. We've got, uh, yeah, can you get that for me? Oh, yeah. See, I'm going to trade hats here. I'm going to oh. ditch this one for now. <laughs> I'm going to wear this thing. Oh I look like, I look like. Um, little Dougie. Well, yeah. I look, <laughs> little Dougie. Yeah, yeah, I look like Woody from I Toy think Story. Dude. You know what? Oh, is it? That See, was a good I don't one. even know. Wait, is there a tag? Wait, maybe. Wait, you're right. You're right. You're right. Technical difficulties. Go. Okay, now we got it on. All right. right. Now you official. Now, can, the okay, question that's is. That's a little better. The question is can I wear the headphones? Maybe. Well, now you just oh. look like some sort of private I may have to. I may have to ditch this. Pretty soon, but at but, least you, you showed the people the problem. Yeah, okay. Yeah, give me, matters. give me the other habit. I got, I got to wear the other hat. <laughs> we tried, folks. We tried. That's so awesome, though. Thank you to yeah. the Hornets for sending us that stuff, including us on that those little gifts. I mean, they do. Is there uh, is there anyone better now? This is our first package we've received. But throughout the NBA, they've done this with MKG. They did it with Big Al and the paint cans, right? And mm-hmm. now they're doing it again for Kemba. They did it for Kemba. Uh, with most improved, I approve this message. Yeah, yeah. for most improved. Kim Walker, I'm Kemba Walker, so. and, and I approve this there message. There you go. There yeah. it is. Dropping those. Uh, those. That was a that was a keen drop there, my friend. All right, let's hit it. It's time to step back. All right, three things we saw in the past week of Hornets action could be something we liked or we didn't like, but we'll quickly move through these. David, you're up first. What you got? You know, there was a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. 
I chose none of that. I chose something <laughs> from last night that really bothered me and ticked me off. It was a sign of things to come, I think, in this game last night. And as you'll see this play, Frank Kaminsky draws up to the top of the gate to take a shot. Everybody else gets out of the way. I was looking for Ramon yeah, Sessions Ramon to kind of get back and bounce out the court. Nobody bounces it out, Doug. Oubre leaks out for the easy dunk. The That's worst, in slow motion, but it was the, also in slow motion. Yeah, in, the worst possible scenario, speed. really, at the end of quarters. Yeah. And that's something we've seen. And, and this was you know emblematic of the whole night. They were not ready to play from the start. They gave up two 30-point quarters in the first half. And that happened in the second half, too. So, I mean, that was a big problem. It was a tough way for them to really – I mean, because they had an opportunity to really do well in this home stretch and, and go possibly 4-1, four, you know, four possibly 5-0 and oh, if they can get the win against Golden State. And and this is one they they absolutely could have won. But yeah. I don't listen. I don't want to re. I don't want to relitigate uh, this guy. I don't want to. I don't want to recap this game too much because there's too uh, there's too much to uh, get into in the future here. Because and, talk uh, about stank. Exactly. So, <laughs> but that uh, was you know that was it. It was it was not one guy. Mm-hmm. It was more of a collective. Uh, you know, just falling asleep. You know, Frank was there, yeah, but but somebody's got to know that he's taking that shot. Somebody's got to rotate out and balance out the back of that court. Yeah, and make sure if you're on YouTube right now, uh, go to the chat, chat with us, uh, send us your thoughts, your questions, whether it be about the Wizards or the Warriors coming up, anything that you hear on the show, you can chat with us there on YouTube. Okay, Justin, quickly, what you got for your step back? Um, I'm actually going to go with the Wizards game. Is you know, for years, you know, the the Hornets locker room has handled losses pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. Usually, if they losses, it's never you know like a somber mood. Mm-hmm. But last night, that the locker room looked really defeated, um, and I don't know if that's more of a, a fatigue of losing the same way over and over. Um, but guys just look, you know, they just look real fed up. Like uh, Marvin had a blank stare, but Batum didn't say much. Um, and you know, I even pulled Kimba to the side and asked him, "What was this game? You know, really important that you guys, you know, just it just hurts to lose this game?" And you know, he just said, "You know, it's the same old, same old." And I think guys are just, I don't know if guys, individuals need to start holding people accountable, but the locker room last night, um, there, there weren't any good spirits. Yeah, and I think uh, that that's important. And I think some of the words that Kemba Walker had to share in this one were important as well, talking about how the team just decided to try hard enough too late in this basketball game. And in, in terms of rebounding, in terms of getting back in, on defense, in terms of just shooting the basketball and getting offense, because we can talk about the defensive issues that we, all we want, say, yeah. but, I mean, they had a problem scoring the basketball. And that was the big problem, to be honest with you. Yeah, three-point shooting. De- defense didn't mm-hmm. exactly help, but look, they gave, but they, they, they shot more shots than did the Wizards. Yeah. They shot 90 shots. They had good open looks towards the end of that game, and they just couldn't hit any of them. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to step back. Here's my step back. And you know what my step back is going to be. It's, it's to somebody Lala that's Lala? had – no. Lala. It's to somebody that's had no problem scoring the basketball lately, and that's one uh, oh Ramon God. Sessions. <laughs> this is a super cut of his game against Brooklyn, 17 points. I don't care. Listen, I hope, I hope David's watching right now, David, uh, David M., uh, because he's going to get a treat out of this. He always gets on me for talking about Ramon too much. But look at this guy. He's throwing. He threw his body on the ground, getting points when the Hornets absolutely needed them in the third quarter. Wasn't a fr- and then what three pointer and being available. That's the key. That's a very smart play by by Ramon. He recognizes that Kimba's going under the basket, gets to a spot in the corner where where Kimba can get the the pass to him. Brilliant stuff from Ramon. Against against Brooklyn, really really love uh, what we got yeah. out of out of Ramon Brooklyn. there. I'm yeah. sure he'd appreciate that. A lot of people have been down on Ramon. I don't think he's been as bad as a lot of people have uh-huh. said, but you know people will appreciate <laughs> that. I'm, I'm sure if if Ramon could get this, he'd say. Thank and you, Mr. here's the Branson. thing about Ramon. I mean, great great guy. We we love him. Um, so I'm glad you highlighted him there, Doug. All right, each week we're asking you our question of the show. Send us your response. I know how you really feel. Send us your response on Twitter, at Locked on Hornets, and it will pop up on the screen uh, next to us. Or if you're watching live on YouTube or Facebook, just leave it in the comments, and we will read them later in the show. In honor of our new administration, this week's question is, if the Hornets or the NBA was a government and you were the president, what executive actions, what executive orders would you sign into law? Comment on YouTube. Tell us what you would decree on the Hornets or the NBA. We'll have our answers and read some of yours later on in the show. Okay, let's get out 
to the Locked On Hornets live, live with us, Matt Rochinski, Director of Interactive Media for the Charlotte Hornets. He also hosts Live at the Hive, 6 o'clock p.m. every game day on Hornets.com. Welcome in, Matt. Thanks for joining us here on Locked On Hornets. Thanks for having me, guys. Glad to be on. Well, tell our viewers and our listeners first about what you guys have done with Live at the Hive this year. I know you've added some people as well. Yeah, we've added a, a new co-host in Taylor Cunningham, who we brought over. She had done some work at NC State and with the Seattle Seahawks before, um, and she's been doing a tremendous job for us. What we do is we do a half-hour kind of pre-pre-game show that runs online on Hornets.com on the Hornets mobile app, um, and we break down pretty much everything that you see that's um, been happening with the Hornets from previous game previews to things we're hearing in practice to commentary from coach and we always bring on a guest um, who's with the opposing team whether it's an opposing beat writer somebody from the website from the other team just to get a take on what the opponent is uh, looking forward to doing against us on any given night so it's really a great kind of uh, show that we've put together and started off as a 10-minute show last year and we've expanded to a half hour and giving fans hopefully complete coverage of what they want from their Hornets. It really is complete this year, Matt. I love the highlights, you guys. And you guys kick to uh, uh, interviews that you do with the players and with uh, Steph Reddy and some of the TV crew. And then I saw as well you like to bring on some of the opposing team uh, 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 beat writers as well, and that's, that's such a cool thing. Take us through your game prep and what you focus on during the game as well. Uh, most of our game prep, obviously, you know, our game coverage, we like to say we have complete game coverage starting at 10 o'clock in the morning, you know, when shoot-around starts. We we film a couple of interviews afterwards. Um, one of those is obviously our FanDuel Fantasy Challenge. you got to give props to the sponsor, in which myself, Steve Martin, and Aaron Gradwell, who's our social media senior manager and does an excellent job in our social space, um, where we give our FanDuel picks of the night. It's usually Kemba and Nick, and the last guess is always kind of our value pick. And we also uh, I do an interview every game um, for shoot-around sound with somebody from Fox Sports Southeast, be it Dell, be it Stephanie, or Eric Collins, really kind of breaking down the upcoming game. So that's the majority of our shoot-around coverage, getting commentary from Coach and all the players as well, just kind of letting our fans know what's going on. And then we roll into around 4 o'clock, things start kind of picking up for us again. Uh, in terms of Aaron does a sit down with coach Patrick Ewing for pregame with Patrick for live at the hive. We've got complete coverage on all of our social media outlets. We do a tremendous job on, you know, Instagram, Twitter, all of those things, including Snapchat, our Snapchat stories during the game. Right? <laughs> They're uh, pretty entertaining to watch. Uh, we've got a girl, Caroline Sykes, who does a tremendous job for us. It's just amazing to kind of look at how far we've come in this digital space, knowing with, you know, how important social media is, especially we went from a one person staff as recently as six years ago. And now on game nights, we've probably got about a 10 to 11 person staff covering the game completely. Uh, me, I'm the boss also writing stories and helping manage the Twitter account. So a little bit of everything that we're doing over there. Yeah. We're watching some footage right now from live at the hive uh, here on locked on horn. It's just a great job. Uh, what you guys do there. Uh, uh, Matt, uh, by the way, if you're on YouTube right now, you can submit questions live to us for for Matt Rochinski, Director of Interactive Media, uh, Charlotte Hornets. Uh, let's let's kick back to this Washington Wizards game. A tough a tough uh, game uh, for the Hornets. Uh, they they can't extend that winning streak, and it looked like they kind of got away a little bit from some of the things that made them successful. Uh, guarding some very tough guard tandems in Portland's C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard, and then, of course, uh, DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry did a great job there. Struggled a bit, though, with John Wall and Bradley Beal. Yeah, we were saying on Live at the Hive earlier before the game, like, who made this schedule for us? Right. Because it was it was a gauntlet of the NBA's best backcourts. And the guys did a tremendous job against Portland and Tor- or Toronto. And to see us kind of take that step back, you were right. We were playing so well over that three-game winning streak at home, you know, holding opponent, opponents to under 90 points a game and 37% shooting. And then all of a sudden, Washington came in and kind of shot the lights out on us, you know, hitting 54% and scoring 109 points. That was what was happening during the losing streak. That is not the persona that the Hornets want to take on. That's not what Coach Clifford wants. This is a team that's built around defense. And we've seen all season long this team tends to really kind of get off to some slow starts but has the capacity to bounce back. 
it wasn't the case last night, obviously, when you've got two first and second quarters that were 30-point quarters followed by a 29-point fourth quarter. That's the last thing you want to see happen as a Hornets fan is, is they kind of pulled away after we had gotten the game within five points. So it was a disappointing loss. I know the guys were really hurt in the locker room by it afterwards. You could see it in their faces and just their demeanor because they had come so far. It would have been nice to take a four-game winning streak into this matchup tomorrow night with the Golden State Warriors. I'm sure every Hornets fan is looking forward to and i don't think there's any tickets really available left for this one if they are they're going to be upper level but it's going to be one heck of a crowd tomorrow night and hopefully the guys can bounce back yeah national media in town for this game matt how does your how does your world change when espn rolls into town we asked this to chris kroger as well who does a lot of pregame stuff for the hornets how how chaotic does it get uh when uh, national tv rolls into town well, you know, national TV rolls into town. They definitely want to get as much information as they can, get as much access as they can. Thankfully, you know, our PR staff, those guys led by Mike Cristaldi over there, do a tremendous job. You know, Brian Travis, Mike Cristaldi, Danny, all those guys are doing an absolutely phenomenal job in terms of kind of balancing and making sure we still get everything that we need to get. We're not kind of hamstrung by them at all. It, it you know, just eliminates the local broadcast, puts on the national broadcast. Every once in a while, we might be able to grab one of those national TV broadcasters or a sideline reporter to bring on live at the Hive. We're efforting to do that right now, and we'll see if that works out. But in terms of what we do and what we bring the fans on a game-to-game night, whether or not we're on national TV or not, doesn't matter to us. We're still going to provide the same great coverage. Matt, we're 45 games into the season, and in a lot of these losses, Clifford has, has talked a lot about the individual defense. At this point in the season, do you have any indication or, or feel like there's a chance that guys can become better indiv- individual defenders to where this team could possibly get to top five defensively? I think they can. I think it's just going to take a lot of effort on our part. We've seen Kemba. We can start there, you know, with the point guard. Kemba was tremendous offensively and defensively early on. Uh, When we hit this kind of rough patch, pick-and-roll defense has been a little bit of a concern for us. Um, But he's shown the capacity to do that. He's shown that defensive intensity and ability to really challenge opposing team point guards. I think he's just kind of stumbled a bit. But when a team starts kind of slipping and sliding, you know, obviously it hurt us when we injuries have killed us at certain points in time over the year during that losing streak, not having Nick for a couple of games. That's been huge. The thing I was most disappointed in, honestly, when I was looking at it from, you know, somebody who's covered this team for 12 years, is you know, Michael Kidd Gilchrist started off great. And then it seemed like he hit a little bit of a hiccup himself um, and wasn't really doing what we needed him to do consistently on defense, because so much of what we do really hinges on him and Marvin Williams. Uh, Marvin's really the unsung hero on defense for the most part. But to see Michael Kidd Gilchrist really step up his game over the course of the last five, six games and play the way he has been playing defensively, shutting guys down. Last night was a little bit of a tough stretch, but it was tough on the entire team. It was just one of those kind of games you look at and you go, you're going to have those games. But it's great to see the way Michael's been playing over the course of these last five games or so. If he can consistently do this throughout the rest of the season, I think it's really going to turn the tide for this team because he brings so much to the team uh, in terms of his defensive intensity and how much they kind of pick up on that and kind of roll with that kind of momentum when he's out on the court. And David, we, you know, on the uh, on the morning shows, we've been wondering about maybe what, what was behind some of those issues defensively for MKG. Yeah, Matt, we were just curious. I mean, because you look at the career, obviously he hasn't been able to play, you know, an entire season really. Uh, since that maybe that maybe his rookie year but really it's been jumbled up right so this stretch of like I don't know give it 40 plus games is really the longest he's been able to go his entire career and that's a difference when you have that you know you're getting your seasons chopped up do you think that has any legitimacy to it I mean it's just it seems like he hit a little bit of a wall and he's rebounded a little bit lately I don't think that you're off at all in that regard I mean when a guy hasn't played an 82 game season yet hasn't really missed a game this season due to injury He's the type of guy, yeah, he's got the energy, he's a young kid, but this does become taxing. It gets taxing on the legs, all the flying back and forth cross country. All of these things really start to weigh on you, and we often forget just how young this guy is. I mean, he's still only a 22-year-old kid, which is absolutely amazing for as long as he's been in the league. Um, So, yeah, that's, that's definitely something that I think 
could have happened to MKG. He's much like Kemba Walker in the fact that I have never been around two athletes who hate to lose as much as those two guys hate to lose. They take losses personally. And I think Michael was really hard on himself. And when he started to kind of hit a little bit of a slide there, I think it really got him down. And he was working to try and get his way out of it so much that he had to stop being so hard on himself. And you know that coaches out there telling him, just go out and play your game. Do what you do. Don't over try that's a problem that a lot of young players have in the league and once he started getting back to how he plays and just kind of trusting in himself that's when he really started to turn things around yeah and let's be real right he's going up against james harden who is probably (laughs) the most difficult guy to guard on the planet i mean not to mention he's an incredible scorer but he does things differently than just about anyone else and he does them at such a high level you know that can knock your confidence or just wear you down you know Yeah, it really wears on you in terms of having to face the other team's best player every game. You know, that's what Coach Clifford is really taxing on him. You know, he's he's got to be the guy who's going to shut somebody down. Not necessarily we're never going to hold any of these guys scoreless, but at least try and keep them underneath their averages and force the team to have to look other places to try and create offense and when you're sitting there going okay tonight you've got James Harden then we're going to follow it up with Damian Lillard we're going to have you guard from point from time to time or CJ McCollum and then you roll into DeMar DeRozan this this is no stress yeah I mean it's absolutely (laughs) insane the guys that this 22 year old kid has got to cover but he's done a tremendous job and I think as his confidence builds he starts playing better and starts playing more his game and doesn't kind of get caught up in it all, you know, and and coach Clifford credit him on that. You know, he's the type of guy we talk to him all the time about, is this a big game? Is this contest the one that's going to be key, key for the Hornets? You know, is this the turnaround game? And coach Cliff will tell you, he looks at every single game. Doesn't matter. The opponent doesn't matter when it is in the season. If we're on a winning streak, losing streak, he wants to see the same type of intensity every single game. And that's what he's expecting out of Mike. When I just heard from Tony Allen, who is one of uh, the best defenders in the NBA, someone asked Tony about his defensive prep for an individual assignment, and he said that he gets about five minutes supercut of the guy he's going to guard. And I, I can't imagine it's too much different for other players around the league. So you you pile on the fact that he's playing these elite players or defending these elite players night after night. Plus, you know, it's just tough when you're playing uh, every other night uh, to to properly scout. Uh, these guys. So it, it is, I'm sure there's a lot of in-game adjusting that happens uh, at the beginning of the game. Uh, Matt, I'm really curious about this uh, because we've seen individual guys struggle with different things. MKG, Marvin Williams with his shot, Frank Kaminsky with his defense, and, and we've seen some improvement in those areas. And I'm curious because you're on the inside, you're around practice, like what What's the balance for Coach Clifford and the rest of the staff between addressing issues of of team concern, of strategy, that things that involve you know all all thirteen guys, versus dealing with the individual issues that players will have, uh, you know, in in different stretches of games. Well, I think during practices, the focus has got to be on the 13 as a whole and Mm -hmm. kind of what what is going on, um, you know, what things that the team needs to work on combined. One thing that Coach Clifford has done a tremendous job of is assembling one of the best assistant coaching staffs in the NBA. I, I truly believe that. And the amount of time that these guys put in, especially after practice, that's when the individual work really kind of comes to the forefront he you know coach has done a great job of separating these guys into their groups making sure they're getting in the extra work and a practice might end at two o'clock but it doesn't mean the guys are off the court at 215 this is this is a team that stays late because they know the importance of it and is always willing to put in the extra work and you know not only on the court but in the film room a lot of these guys break things down with these assistant coaches they're in the building a lot longer than most people realize on on game days you know, after a shoot around or on practice days, these guys don't often leave until most of the time we're leaving the the building. Matt, Jeremy Lamb has been sidelined right now with an injury. And the other day Clifford mentioned it. He's trying to get back to a nine man rotation. When Lamb returns healthy, do you think he'll be a part of that nine man rotation? I think the way you're looking at it, 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 he almost has to be um, because, you know, he's one of those guys that brings so much versatility to this team. You've got Marco Bellinelli coming off the bench on that wing spot, but we really need that solid kind of three guy who can guard good players on the perimeter, but also can guard 
people who like to attack inside. Jeremy Lamb's defense has gotten better this season. He's definitely put in the work on it, but he's going to have to be a piece when you look at it. I'm not really sure exactly who the odd man out is going to be, but you're looking at because we've seen Ramon Session get, getting more time right now. Marco Bellinelli's been getting great time. Frank Kaminsky and Roy Hibbert, it's kind of a, a feel that Coach Clifford's got to have out there because of the way that Cody Zeller's been playing this year, you can't obviously reduce his minutes. So I would think that you're looking at him really, Coach really having to decide between Frank and Roy who's the best fit for the opponent when we're playing them. Matt, later on in the show, we're going to sign some executive orders, some changes that if we if we had all the power in the world that we would we would maybe make in the NBA or uh, with the Charlotte Hornets. Do you have do you have one off the top of the, of of your head a change that you'd like to see maybe in the NBA? I don't know if I'd necessarily say a change, but if you're asking me what I want more than anything, anything in the world point, at this point in time, it's tomorrow. Uh, it, you know, Thursday or I'm sorry, Thursday night at around seven o'clock. To hear Kemba Walker's name, you know, called when they're yeah. talking about All Star reserves. Um, this guy deserves to be an All Star. Uh, there's no question about it. I know it really kind of might have hurt him a little bit when we hit that slump um, in terms of, you know, being right around the coach's vote. But it helped that we put strung together that little three game winning streak right when they had the ballots in their hands. Hopefully. But this guy is an all-star player. I mean, we talk about it all the time in the office. You know, when we're talking about this team needs a star, we've heard fans say that many times. I think that Kemba is not only all-star, he's becoming a star in this league. He's a guy you can count on when he's got the ball in his hand. He wants the ball in his hand. And the things that he's done this season with being double double teamed, being trapped, all these things, he's not let it affect him and continue to play at an extremely high level, which is a lot for a guy like Kemba to take on, but because of the type of person he is and how competitive he is, he think I think he deserves to be an all-star. So there's there's my executive order, get Kemba in the all-star game, especially after you know all that Walker, Charlotte Rangers stuff we put together. That was some good stuff. We want, you know, we, we want to make sure that we can follow through with it. Let's I've, make it happen. I've got my badge on right now. Matt. <laughs> are, are you wearing the hat? Always. I think okay. I wear it all the time. <laughs> he wears it to bed. <laughs> my wife and five kids think I'm crazy. But, you know, <laughs> hey, who, who cares? That works. All right. Well, we'll get you out of here on this. Uh, give us a preview of what's coming up on Live at the Hive uh, for this Golden State Warriors edition. Well, obviously, we're going to be talking to Coach Clifford. You know, we'll have Coach Clifford's pregame uh, from Shoot Around. We'll have Shoot Around Sound covered. As always, myself and Taylor will be on. Like I said, we're currently trying to get somebody from ESPN on if we can. If not, we'll have somebody from the Golden State Warriors uh, joining us just to kind of talk. I think there's some guy named Curry that's from the Charlotte area that people want to hear about. So I, th- I think we'll hear, probably be talking a little bit about him. But obviously what it's going to take for the Hornets to get back on track and get back on the winning track. And how in God's name do you try and slow down this Warriors offense? I, I don't know how it's going to happen. It's it's going to be a tremendous challenge. But hopefully the guys are going to be up for it because the Hive is going to be rocking tomorrow night. All right, live at the Hive, 6 o'clock p.m. Tune in uh, tomorrow night before the Golden State Warriors game. Matt Rochinski, Director of Interactive Media for the Charlotte Hornets. Matt, uh, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'd love to talk to you again soon. Definitely. All right, guys, what do you think? Awesome stuff there. He's right. This Golden State Warriors game, I mean, it's, it's not breaking news, but this is going to be <laughs> difficult. They haven't lost back-to-back games in uh, uh, since April of 2015. But do you think we could work out some sort of trade? Uh, Deion Waiters? Just not a trade. I don't want to trade like a rental. Yeah, Yeah, like a red box type of things where where we just pick him up and then we have to return him in 24 hours. I would love that. Let's red box Deion Waiters. I can't even. He balled the other night. (laughs) It's like, you know he's good for what, twice a year? Did you see where um, (laughs) Russell Westbrook retweeted or no, it was not retweeted, regrammed, I guess, or shared the Instagram post uh-huh. of the Dion Waiters shot. I, I just love how open Russell Westbrook oh, is hey, King with Petty. the shade. King right. Petty. I love it, man. I love it. Can right. the Hornets, does it seem like the Hornets always catch some team like right after they've either lost, like what was the last, oh, the, 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 uh, the Wizards, they lost a tough game to the Pistons. Yeah. Got to play them. Then you lose it, but I don't think it matters with the uh, Warriors, no. right? No, I, I mean they're go, they're always going to play well, and I thought that you know they played well against. They got a lot of contributions from Kevin Durant. I think Steph Curry was a little off, but he's not going to be off in Charlotte. That's the thing; he always plays well in Charlotte. You well, know, just because you said that, he's going to be off. Yeah, I mean, Clay, look, I feel like a Clay I Thompson. Like a, I, I feel like Clay Thompson is going to be the one to explode. He's always open for some odd reason. 
Oh, man, I, I don't understand. Well, it's not an odd reason. They have so many weapons <laughs> that always you know, wide open. At some point, you have to make a choice. All right, we'll have more on this Warriors game coming up from uh, Calamity James in the showdown. But first, we have to get to our question of the show. Always question with the Q. Questions help us learn things new. Question marks are very cool, especially when you're in school. Always question when you try. You'll find who, what, where, when, why. Question marks are very fun. Let's break them down now one by one. All right, question of the show in honor of Inauguration Day and the first few days of this new administration. We are claiming some executive power for ourselves. Why not? Everyone else is. Let's let's claim some power for ourselves. <laughs> Everyone else. The, Our power is limited to these four walls, but we, yeah. can, we can take it outside. That's right. The question of the show is, if the NBA or the Hornets were a government and you were the president, what executive actions would you sign into law? Who wants to go first? Who is really biting at the oh. – I'm going to start Chopping with mine uh, here, Doug. I'm okay. eliminating that stupid two-minute report. I'm all for transparency and Get accountability. What would you – would you – is this repeal? Get rid of it. It's or out. is it repeal day and replace? One. Day one. Day one. It's going. But is this repeal and replace it with something else? This because is, some have suggested no. doing a report, no. expanding the report the whole game. to the entire game. No, you, thank you. You don't want to do no, that. thank you. Why? Because as long as these What's referees are human and they are part of the game, you're going to have mistakes. Th- these reports are doing nothing but pro- providing more frustration for the, the refs, the players involved, the teams, the coaches, the fans. It undermines the refs. It, it's, it's just not a good idea. I don't, I don't like it. I'm fine if you want to apologize. If you say, hey, yeah, we missed that call. But you don't need to go into this two-minute report, put it out for everyone to read, and it just calling your refs out. I, I don't like it. It doesn't change anything. They're not going to go back anything. and change anything. So just get rid of it. It just upsets you. It just upsets, it's upset all, me. That's all it does. It does. I, I think the the two minute aspect is ridiculous. That you could only you can only see or or that that would matter. I think I that's. Think they do look at the whole game though. Well, they they, they do. They, don't, they, don't they just the don't exactly. And I I think that's kind of ridiculous. Like all right, what what executive order would you sign into law? You know, I think this would be fun, and maybe we could do this for one year. I would cut the playoffs from the bottom four of each conference. Now it cross match the East and the West, and the winner of that is the NBA champion. Okay, so you would take so you out you would take year. out four through eight. Yes, in each conference. Well, five through eight. Five. To, excuse me. Yes. So you would take the top four teams from each conference, yeah. and then and then mix and match. Oh yes, I would. If I know it'll never happen, but gosh, I think that would be phenomenal. I, it'd be tough. It'd be tough for some mid market teams that it would. Yeah, I don't. I would I would stop short of saying it would never. Uh, it's t- it would be tough to happen. Yeah, I but think they could really do it. When in the history of professional sports have we contracted <laughs> the amount of playoffs? Well, that, that's true. But I think the NBA is is the league that would be at the. It, they they'll, they're willing to try things now. That would be a massive shift from what they do now. Um, but really, if you want the best teams in there year after year, that is the approach you would take, like, right? You would miss yeah. out on like the small markets and the teams that they make it on the money. But I feel like the ratings would be. I, f- I feel like they'd make some. They would lose some money, but I think the interest would just. I think people would love it. And the thing is, every year we'll see it again this year. Every year it comes up, right? Like when you have the West and the East, how it is now. I mean, it rotates, but mm-hmm. you'd still have the best teams in there regardless. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just saying the NBA. If It'd there's a league that's going to do it, they might try it. It'd be fun. Mark on YouTube says banning all four games in five nights yeah. NBA wide. Yeah, that's that's, a, it's I think not, it's out. I think they're done. They're done this year. Yeah. So that's good. I mean, I think, he's he's on it. But I think they back should backs done. You need to get rid of them. Yeah, I think back to backs. I think back to backs have to go. And and they're they're working on the new CBA shortening the preseason. So that's going to eliminate eliminate some. But I wonder, you know, if they're looking to expand into Mexico and possibly back to Canada. We we got some news on possible expansion for the NBA. If they look to do that, then I think that's going to add additional travel burdens. So they could be balancing balancing some things out. I mean the schedule is a whole show we could go down because you That's you move nice. it up, you move it back, you 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 lengthen it so you don't have to have those multiple games and multiple nights, right? All right, here I'm in the Oval Office. Yeah. I'm in the Oval Office. It's, uh, here's my day one executive order. I am restricting trade to the Cavaliers. <laughs> no <laughs> trades for the Cavaliers. No We're restricting more. <laughs> trade. We're renegotiating NAFTA. 
We are not. We're not going to send any more talent to the team. No more. That that has three Hall of Fame superstars on they their need team. Some They're more. out. They I need more. another playmaker. I'm they need an also. Playmaker. I'm also. We're building a wall. I'm instituting a free agency import ban on Golden State. <laughs> they, they. We're building a wall around Golden State. No more. No more. I we're bringing jobs back to the mid market teams. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I like I like this. You did it right. <laughs> yeah, look here. I'm gonna I'm gonna sign this. This is sign my bam. yeah yeah right there. Uh, really sign big. executive That's order. Really Let's big. go. That's it. <laughs> if we're serious, if we're serious about parity, if we're serious about parity in the NBA. Then let's get serious. Let's get serious, Doug. Good story, bro. <laughs> let's, get <serious. laughs> let's get serious. All right, you've you've got a you're frustrated about instant replays. I got too. one more. We got to stop with these instant replays. Okay, they've got to. F- I, I like. What's some the elephant. deal with these instant replays? Here's when I like using it. End of clock is a uh-huh. is a shot. Did he get the shot off or did he not? That's fine. Okay. But you review it after the play after, at the dead ball, right? You yeah. Use your dead ball to review that. They're doing a, an okay job of it. I guess it's the last two minutes. This is dragging on and, and it's on slow. And on and I on. just I just wrote on my pants. This is <laughs> hey, president. But it's all right. I can't. It's it's all right. I can't be trusted. Um, I also I think I threw away the one that I have on the Hornets. Uh, I had I had one for the Hornets too, and I've make sure <laughs> what was it again? I can't. It was brilliant. Hold on, I can pull this up. Justin, do you have one yeah, more while ahead. I pull this up? Yes, I would like to see yes. superstars or or even stars compete in the dunk contest. Oh, that's a good one. That's can good I one. can I please, LeBron? I don't want to hear it. you play in the finals every year. Give me one dunk contest. All right, Westbrook. I like oh my it. gosh! I like it. They would have to. You would have to set some kind of criteria where you would be forced into participating. Yes. What would that Man, be? It would be it. some kind of maybe scoring. If you dunk all the time, if you hit a dunk level. <laughs> but what if you're all like right, you hit a dunk threshold? That would now hold on now because we measure dunk percentage now. I, I think know. that would be interesting. So look, if you top you like doing three this so much? in dunk, yeah, <laughs> you, like you like doing, doing so, so much, much in the games. <laughs> Show us. Um, Okay, I found it. So uh, this is what, if I had an executive order to sign for the Hornets, I'm putting the freeze on all sales of second-round picks. We're freezing Mm -hmm. regulation of second-round picks. No more. Wait. So what now? We can't trade second uh, round picks anymore. Oh, just like I, I the think pick. with the D league, the player, the pick. no, 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 the pick. Yeah, we we because Cho, I think, loves to deal those second round picks. We're not, we're not. Uh, the Hornets have not been huge fans of using them. Yeah. So I think you freeze that because you've got the D league team now. You've got that developmental uh, uh, pipeline to Greensboro at this point. Which so I think you got to keep the second round picks. I'm signing it. Not on my pants this time. Signing it into law. Get it. Let's go. Anything else? Let's see. Let's check back on YouTube. Make sure we're not missing. Well, anything. I do have one small one. Okay. I, as a kid, I used to love watching um, the NBA Finals because they used to show the uh, player introductions, <laughs> and they stopped it. I know I'm 24 years of age, and some people might not care about the introductions, but I think they're the pretty intros. interesting. Yeah, I love watching them, and I think they should bring that back, man, because they are youth. At home, I'll never get to experience that. Like I used to love seeing Michael Jordan. You know, they turn the lights down, do the little bull thing in Chicago. Oh, like, that was want, dope. You want lighting effects? Yeah, like like I, like I feel like kids should be able to see stuff like that, and they don't get to see that. They, they just see they, tip. Well, no, it's that they've got the introductions. They, they the, the players run out and they do little hand gestures. It's, yeah, it's but on TV. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Like I, I see what you're saying because okay, then sorry. you don't get to see it. Uh, Civ Rock here saying, "Make Charlotte great again." Hey, that's, that's a serious. Make the hats. <laughs> That'd be um, great for us. You know what were. I do like? Uh, you don't see it on TV either, but the Hornets have started doing special like video introductions for Big Pat, for some of the, and Hugo for some of the player or for some of the pieces like the uh, that Pat make one. the Hornets presentation go. I think that's a cool new addition to the experience. Just to clarify, I think they have tried to limit significantly the four games in five nights. I think. If this is correct, according to sources, managed to eliminate ten teams from having to do it at all, while the rest of the league does it just once. So that's a good. One. That's what I'm talking about. At least one Dookie is doing something right in the world, and Adam Silver. <laughs> I, all right, we're gonna we're gonna move from this. That's we we've Justin Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his email. Don't email Buzz Buzz at Lockdown Hornets about that. Um, but there's still time to get your answer here in on YouTube or on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. What executive order would you sign into law for the NBA or the Charlotte Hornets? We're going to kick it uh, to 
Locked On Warriors right now, and Danny LaRue, who also does the Dunked On podcast, so he's a he's a, a big king in the podcast world, but we're lucky to have him here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, we're going to kick it to him for a mid-season review of where the Hornets' next opponent, the Golden State Warriors, are right now. The number one storyline so far is the same one it has been and will be for the rest of the regular season, which is... Are they on pace to be the best team in the NBA in early to mid-June? Because that is how this team's success is defined and and everything else like that. And so far, they're reasonably along. I mean, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. Integrating Kevin Durant, figuring out the, the crunch time offense, but... There have been moments on both offense and defense when you could see just how potent, how dangerous this Warriors team can be. So they're making progress, but they haven't gotten all the way there, even though they have the league's best record. So that is still the number one thing worth watching. In terms of who's been better and worse than expected, it's interesting because the Warriors have so much in terms of holdovers. I would say people have been better. Ian Clark has really established himself in terms of a, a low-end rotation role, which was a surprise considering he barely got off the bench last year. Also, Zaza Pachulia, after a rough start, has been a lot better than than I anticipated in terms of defense and being a consistent force on the offensive boards. So I would say he's been better now, but he was worse than expected early in the year. In terms of other worse than expected, I think I'd probably have to go with Kevon Looney. He just hasn't established himself in that same way that Ian Clark did, and there would be a role for another power forward. Not a big one, because Coach Kerr has been using Durant in that role, but still a place. If he could earn it, there's a place for Kevon Looney, and he hasn't really done that yet. The Warriors are definitely not sellers at the trade deadline. I'm not completely sure that they're buyers, and that gets into the idea not of necessity. They could certainly add talent, but because they do not have much in the way of assets. They have a few second-round picks traded away over the next couple years. They also owe their first-round pick this year to the Utah Jazz in a trade that was years ago, which was how they cleared the cap space to get Andre Guadalla. So they can't trade their first-round pick to, to make any of this happen. So the expectation is that the Warriors are buyers in mentality, but likely will be buyers on the buyout market. All right, thanks again to Danny LaRue from Locked On Warriors. If you want to hear more from Danny, uh, you can check out the Dunked On podcast. You can also check out Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Go on iTunes and search Locked On. Well, you can see joining us, very special guest, Calamity James, who also has been cutting cameras extremely well, getting a new... (laughs) Thanks. element going on so that's great but you're getting here dizzy, that's why that's right yeah. <laughs> but you're here to uh get us updated on some of the matchups to watch we call it the showdown so take it away indeed all righty so first up we have the warriors coming into town tomorrow night our discuss that a little bit and this is going to be a tough one i mean there's no working around this one so but uh if they do want to have a chance they absolutely have to get better shooting uh, last night they didn't really pass the ball all that well i thought so if they do want to get some better shots they need to start passing the ball better uh also take advantage of some of the sizes on the interior and rebound and that's where that gang rebounding is kind of probably come into play and then also just must have some more intensity in order to try and force some turnovers and a low shame percentage you've got to up the intensity against this team so just some things of note next we have the knicks and currently we are one and one on the season the only loss against them uh coming in an overtime game so these games have been close uh during the win Jeremy Lamb started in place of Nick Batum, who had that eye injury earlier this season. And before the game, Cliff was a little upset with the hustle. And uh, we've seen that before, all right, and recently. So we'll see if the, uh, again, if the players can step it up for that game. So again, the big three, uh, Porzingis, Anthony, and Rose played well against us, but the rest of the team is inconsistent. So you do want to try and take advantage of that. Next, we have the Bigs. So, um, so we have the Kings coming to town, <laughs> but we do want to keep an eye on the Bigs versus Demarcus Cousins. And really, what they had to do, they had to defend them and and him in particular, like they defended Stephen Adams by basically defending by committee. And they also have to rebound by committee as well. So they do need to keep him and Rudy Gay off the boards. Rudy Gay is having a really good year, uh, both scoring and with defensive rebounds. He's actually having a career high with 5.2 defensive rebounds per game. So uh, that's another one to try and keep off the boards. And again, rebounding by committee and defending by committee as well. 
And finally, this one's for the Panthers fans, and this is why we had to kick Justin out of the studio. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, he's giving me a look. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> he's giving me a look. But, Panthers fans, I know you're upset. Oh, he's leaving. I know you're upset, but hang in there, guys. I know it's not where we wanted to be, and instead our division rivals are where we wanted to be, but it's just... Hang in there. Be, there's always next year. There's always next year. That's a real thing. Yeah. I mean, Panthers fans are really, mm-hmm. you know, I'm honestly, this is an easy choice for me as a Panthers fan. I feel like you just got to go for the Patriots. Of course, yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's 2003. It's a long time ago. I feel like you've got to, we've got to move on at some point. But you don't cheer for the division rival, especially Matt Ryan and, and some of the no. choice words. Right. Yeah. No. Well, especially because <laughs> the Falcons the ruined our perfect season last year, too. Right. It's, it's, so, it's recency. Yeah, exactly. So you have to root for the Patriots. Or just not watch the Super Bowl at all, because uh, that's also I, that's Just have fun at your party. Just go to your party. That's right. Yeah. Have fun. Do, a, pre- do a prediction thing. Give away a gift card. Mm-hmm. The thing. Yeah. <laughs> Like uh, everybody predicts, what the, yeah. Yeah, 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 I know. I, yeah. I, I've been to parties. <laughs> I know what parties are. <laughs> hey, one quick note on that, Rudy yeah. Gay. Uh-huh. Won't have to worry about him. Actually, he is. Is he out for the season? Oh, he, yeah, he's a very serious injury. Uh, You're correct. Uh, and, but it did just. I think they it was it just, just confirmed. Yeah. 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 Speaking yeah. speaking of injuries for this Golden State Warriors mm-hmm. game, it looks like uh, Cody Zeller, Frank Kaminsky uh, <laughs> have been declared questionable. So that's the bad news. The Lamb's, good news is Lamb was upgraded. But they're all questionable. Let me upgrade yeah. They're all questionable. questionable. They've all been brought up or down to questionable. Right. They're so. all settled. They've all settled in at questionable, but that could be a good thing. Also, uh, let's let's chat about this Warriors game for a second while we have you here at Calamity mm-hmm. James. The Hornets are no strangers to playing a, a tough Western Conference team on ESPN. They played well against the San Antonio Spurs. They uh, did. Right around uh, Thanksgiving in Charlotte on mm-hmm. national TV. Mm-hmm. They were a few possessions and an inbounds away from shocking San Antonio. You know, with how explosive Golden State's offense is, you'd think that they would be worried about defense, especially because of the struggles that they have. Um, But at practice today, Steve Clifford uh, talked about their work on uh, elaborating the offensive side of the ball. As, as great as they are on offense, they're also first in defense, and you've got to be able to score the ball. So that was why we did more offense today, and we're going to do defense tomorrow morning. All right, there's Steve Clifford uh, talking about doing offense because, honestly, trying to defend the Golden State Warriors might be a, a fool's errand, but if the Hornets continue to struggle offensively, then you have no chance. But what do you think about that strategy, working on some more complex things offensively to make sure that you can hold pace? No, absolutely. I think that that is the way they have to go because, and like I mentioned, we did not get good shots against Washington last night. Mm-hmm. We were we had a bad shooting percentage, and a lot of that was because we weren't passing the ball. We weren't getting good open shots. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, if, if you want to have a chance of winning against this game, you've got to step it up on offense because you know that you're only going to have to you're only going to be able to do so much as far as defending that team. And that's not a knock against the Hornets or anyone else. I mean, this is kind of across the board. Um, and also, like I said, you got to up the intensity as well. So uh, I remember the Memphis game. The reason why they did so well against them is because they had really high energy. Uh, Memphis came out basically guns guns ablazing, and they were getting good shots, and they had high intensity effort on defense in order to force those turnovers from Golden State too. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a combination of the two, and but especially keep an eye on that. Um, I guess it seems better offensive scheme when you hear Clifford say that. It it just seems I think initially as counterintuitive because we know that defensively they've struggled and it seems like oh man they don't if they don't have Zeller and and Frank Kaminsky but honestly if they happen to be in this game just like Miami happened Mm -hmm. to be in that game then you have to work on some things to make sure that you can execute offensively or that number one defense of Golden State will will really suffocate you yeah they're gonna have to have an offensive performance like they just had I mean Mm -hmm. the Toronto Raptors was a game that was about as good as you're gonna see from the Hornets, and they need to do it again. I mean, mm-hmm. quite honestly, unless the Warriors just have an incredibly off night, and an off night for the Warriors is still pretty good. Right. Um, so they're going to need to shoot well. You know, Marco, somebody's going to have to probably get hot. It seems to be him. Uh, he's been a little 
you know, he took a little while to get going last night, but he mm-hmm. finally got going. So you're going to have to have a lot of guys chip in too. It's just it's it's a monumental task to play the Warriors. Hornets fans will be putting their faith in Steve Clifford. We talked to Chris Kroger, host of Primetime WFNZ 610 AM 102.5 FM this morning on Locked On Hornets about Steve Clifford and Kroger's conversations with Steve Clifford on his show. Take a listen. Chris, you get a chance to chat with head coach Steve Clifford every week on primetime. Tell us about some of the things you've learned about him and this team uh, through those conversations this season. Yeah, I just think, uh, you know, Cliff's an interesting guy because he always tells you where he stands. You know, he's not somebody and that, and that's why players love him um, because he's that same way with him. And so sometimes he can be, brutally honest um but i think players respect that because they always know uh where they're at in the grand scheme of things with him so it's always interesting i know he's not going to come right out and tell me certain things but you you ask him a question you ask the right questions i think you're going to get a pretty good read on him um and i I don't think that he's uh playing games and that's not just with me i think that's anybody with the media so if you get a chance to talk to him um i think if you come at him um you know, with some informed topics and discussions, I think he's, he's pretty good about that stuff. So I was, I walk away, I say this every time, I, I walk away learning something new. And um, I'm an NBA junkie just like you guys are. And so it's always, it's just a treat every week to get to talk to him for 10 minutes. And, you know, even if it's not Hornets related, talking NBA stuff in general. And um, he's got a, he's a, he's an inherent teacher. So I think this is what makes him such a, a great coach. And it shows on the defensive side is, He's got a way of talking to somebody where he's not talking over you and he's not talking under you. He just kind of meets you where you are. And that's a really hard thing to master, I think, when you're teaching anybody any skill. And he's he's really good at that. So um, I. All right. Big thanks to Chris Kroger there from Primetime WFNZ 610 AM 102.5 FM. If you want to hear the entire interview, just go to iTunes, search Locked on Hornets and uh, check it out. It was a good talk. Great interview. He's yeah. there every night, Doug. He's sitting courtside. Yeah, he's got uh, one of the Justin best, seat, best seats him, in the house. Sees he him does. every night. He does. Wears his beanie or not. Oh, jeez. Yeah, let's get, let's come back out to that. Look at this thing. <laughs> yeah. And also, um, also. just saying how hot it was in here. And, and instead of and, and taking layers crazy. off. What? The reason hot. he's. Well, let's talk about the reason he's wearing a jacket. Go ahead and, and uh, un, unzip that bad boy. You're, well, we're like, we're mean, like matchy, I mean, matchy. We're grown. I didn't want to look like, like twins. We're like grown men yeah, here going matchy. At least it, you went. You went uh, sort of the same pattern. We've got a pattern uncoordinated. Hey, great minds think alike, guys. Them checkerboard I'm, boys. I'm just Sorry, saying great minds think alike. <laughs> yeah, we're che- gonna, that's what they're going to call us. They're going to call us the checkerboard bros. That's what they'll call us. <laughs> All right. It's January, which means it's time for the time-honored tradition of the best teams in the NBA pretending like they are terrible before dominating in the playoffs. This year, we've got the Toronto <laughs> Raptors. Mm-hmm. They're on a slide, uh, thanks in part to what the Hornets were able to do in Charlotte. And uh, then you've got the Warriors losing to the Miami Heat. We've already mm-hmm. seen that. And the Cavaliers are losing in what Cleveland.com calls an unprecedented fashion last night. It's never happened? <laughs> it, that's, that's what confused me, too. Wow. It seems like they are oh, forgetting is. about some uh, post-LeBron, <laughs> pre-LeBron stretches where they tended to lose a I lot. mean, a lot. They did a lose. Lot. Anthony Davis was not playing, and they did lose to the Pelicans. That's so, I mean, the yeah. So Pelicans, no Anthony Davis. Terrence Jones goes off for what thirty six points, and you had Kyrie drop forty nine, and the Pelicans. Oh, excuse me, and uh, LeBron James hits a triple double, and they still managed to lose. LeBron not happy after this one, going on an expletive laced <laughs> rant about a lack of depth on his roster. He says, "Quote." I just hope that we're not satisfied as an organization. It's great to have bodies. When you don't have bodies, it's tough. The grind of the regular season, the bleeping grind of the regular season, we're a top-heavy team. We have a top-heavy team. We top-heavy as bleep. <laughs> it's tough. We need a bleeping playmaker. I'll be 33 in the winter, and I ain't got no time to waste, says LeBron James. I can respect that. Thoughts on this? The 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 rich The rich – Wanting to get richer and complaining about it. Bless their heart. Bless them. Bless them, Lord. What do you think, Justin? You know, I am one of the few um, that don't really criticize LeBron a lot, but I've always felt like LeBron does things. Because he's a Cowboys fan? Um, That is true. LeBron is a Cowboys fan. Um, But LeBron does little things that, that make him unlikable. 
And it's like, you have all these teams in the league that are You think this dying. makes him unlikable? Yeah, I think that's because people, man, when I, on my, my timeline, people, take much, though. people were, right. I, this man is crying It's true, again. yeah. I saw some of the tweets yeah. uh, that were accompanying and this. He and needs, he needs, they, they do need a backup point guard. Like, that's valid. Yeah, they Kay need Felder, a backup point guard. not really, not consistent yeah. enough offensively But for it's them, almost like, even though he torched people the are like, my man, like, every year in the media, you're, you're clamoring for another guy. But that's the thing. It happens every year. Every year. They freak out about it. There's like, what's wrong with Cleveland? They fired the coach last year. You know, uh, this is nothing. This is like LeBron playing a little bit of head games with his teammates, a little yeah. bit of head games maybe with the front office. Um, maybe he just likes listening to Foreigner. Because he, de- he definitely wants that. He's definitely <laughs> lobbying for a backup point guard. Head games. Come on. All right. Yeah, yeah. He got yeah. it. All right. Somebody got it. But, hey, here's here's my problem, right? He built the roster, right? <laughs> he did. He's complaining about the a <laughs> lot did. of the decisions that were made by Griffin were, I mean, we don't have this totally confirmed, but. We know. Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's LeBron's team. It's, it's his roster. Right. And, 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 and to LeBron's credit, he said he's talked to Griffin about all of this, and it's not a secret. He's not, like, you know, going through the media to talk about what the team needs. And he did later say, you know, he's not criticizing anyone in particular. Yeah, but he's that's not, the thing. That's, 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 sub, that's, that's after the fact tweeting LeBron. Yeah, that's saying, all LeBron. Saying, if that's what we want to do, referring to win another championship. <laughs> it's like. Can I, I be mean, honest about something? Please. Speak. Not this, not exactly what LeBron said, but part of me wishes that Kimball Walker would speak up mm. in, in this way. Again, not exactly, not in terms of like demanding that the, the Hornets get more playmakers or anything like that, but just the passion, how vehement LeBron was, and how much of a leadership role he was taking in that particular instance. I, I just appreciated it. And I, I just, I, I, I don't think that, I don't know if that's necessarily his personality. Well, he might, LeBron might be the only guy in sports who could do this, if you think about it. Again, I, and I don't care about the particulars of like demanding that you're a GM. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about speaking up, saying this is the problem. Uh, let's address it. I'm, I'm telling you, like you don't, you, you don't think that would go over well. Um, How would Charlotte react if that happened? Do you think the fans would? You well, think, think about if Cam Newton did it, the place would burn. Yeah, it I would. Mean, God, if he did it, they, oh <laughs> my imagine? God! <laughs> Get him out of here. We don't need him anymore. Well, Start there, there, are, there are, Yeah, and there are I a mean, lot of things that go into that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of. I, I see what you're saying you would like. No, first I think of Cam all, no. Newton and Kimball Walker are different. I yes, think that and, and all, how they if they said something like that, it would be received differently. Yeah, first of all, no, I don't. Not that it's not that it's not in Kimba's way of doing things. Mm-hmm. I don't know that LeBron would have done this five years ago. You know, if he was ringless, I don't know that he does this. If he, I don't know that he does this, and certainly doesn't do this in Miami. I don't think with Pat Riley sitting there. Yeah, and the tweet after <laughs> your boy. Right. What's it, what, 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 Patty? Look, when I saw, I said, Pat, is, <laughs> is this something <laughs> that he would do? Hey, Patty O. It's like D dubs. It's Patty not. R. And I think if it, if it was the ever to come, last night would have been great. Like, I'm telling you, Matt mentioned it. Like, there was just like dudes in the locker room. Yeah, they were defeated. Like, you would have thought they yeah. lost a playoff series. They were that down. Like, I, I was like, Kimba, is this, like, did y'all really want to win this game? And of course, they never give you much. But for the first time in a long time, well, you know, look, of course they want to. I, I'm not quite. And I, that's the thing. I want to be I, real clear. I, about it. I'm not questioning. Yeah. I just think that there's well, I think people are fair to question. But based on what they've seen on the court, I think they're fair to question the fire and the intensity of the Hornets of the Hornets. Yeah. And then when you don't see it post game, you know. I think that's that yeah, could be an issue. Also a reflection of Clifford. I mean, I you mean, could tell LeBron is angry about the state of the Cavaliers. They've lost five of seven. And despite having all of that talent, you know, he knows it's not good enough to win a championship. Well, he's looking at Golden State. They added mm-hmm. Durant. Right. That's what he's looking we at. Added, <laughs> so know. maybe that's the problem that we yeah, don't that the, the Hornets don't have a particular Well, I also think this group, right, has has been building towards something, winning a playoff series, getting a top four seed. 
um, getting out of the doldrums of the NBA's East, at least. So, th- th- not that there's not a collective in Cleveland, but obviously there's a, a, a massive force in LeBron James as an individual. Uh, and this team has always felt like much more of a collective. I mean, look at how they win. It's as a collective. And now Kimba does go off, but if they don't play good team defense as a whole, they, they typically don't win. So, um, I, don't, I mean, it would be nice to – I get what you're saying. It's, 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 it's a, I think it's a lot to ask, and there's only a few guys that could do it. All right, tell us what you think on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Email buzzbuzz at lockedonhornets.com with your thoughts. Siv Rock saying embarrassment of riches yeah. for the Cavaliers. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're exactly from a national perspective. That's what everyone's thinking is why are you complaining? It just goes sure. to it just goes to show you and that they just even traded for Corver. even if right <laughs> even if the Charlotte Hornets get three superstars, no one will ever be satisfied. No one will ever be happy. That's just the way But you know what? You look back works. at this. Let's say they go repeat. You're going to look back and say, oh, man, LeBron he inspired the out. whole team, called him out, exactly. did what he had to do, knew they needed to get a fire up. The so, I mean, Hornets, in contrast, have depended on games and moments right. to to lead them. And and we've seen this season a lot of fiery comments coming from the coach. So, I'm so, just yeah, I'm so just that thinking goes back like to the other question yeah. we talked about is this Kimba's team or is this Clifford's team? Okay, we can't right? get it. That's not enough time to get <laughs> into running. that. But the, no. the, we may have to we may have to examine that in the next show. Tell us what you think on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. All right, time for one last thing. The Hornets are giving back. David, tell us about this. Yes, the Hornets are giving back to the community uh, in the way of the Hornets Players Scholarship Fund in an effort to provide underserved students a free college education. We'll award two current Charlotte Mecklenburg school high school seniors with sixty thousand dollars in oh, scholarships, fifty thousand hey, hey. per and year. This Doug. is this is in response. This is sort of their efforts to bring the community together in response to all of the struggles that Charlotte went through, right. uh, and 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 the different things. And so they promised a response. This is something that Kimba apparently went to Steve Clifford about, yeah. and said, "What do you think about doing this?" And so you can read more about it on uh, Hornets.com. But it's a, a very cool thing. Uh, that the Hornets have and done. They're, and they're not only giving that money, Doug. I think it's important. One, that you said they brought it up. It was kind of a, a player's movement, and Kimbo was a big force behind that. Yep. But they're also providing – they're mentoring these kids too, right? Yep. So they're meeting with them. They're following through on kind of being a force in their life. Not only just giving their college education, which is huge, but being with them on a personal level. And I think that – I mean, that's, that's a lot. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think – it's good that it's an an actionable, tangible thing as opposed to a you know a symbolic locking of arms or something else. I mean they 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 thought about it, they took their time, and they decided on what. And the city itself, Charlotte, right now is getting together. Uh, community leaders are meeting and trying, and uh, the Chamber of Commerce, City Council, they're still trying to figure out some ways that they can move around resources and maybe change some policies uh, to to address some of the underlying issues that led to what we saw in Charlotte uh, uh, last year. So uh, good stuff from the Hornets, though. Thanks for watching this edition of this live edition of Locked on Hornets here on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on Hornets. Also, check out our website. We've got a brand new website, LockedOnHornets.com. So good. Thanks to everyone in the studio, Captain Kurt. Calamity James, Zach uh, helping us out on social media. We've got uh, my man here, David, and my man here, Justin, despite the hat. Thank you so much uh, for watching. We'll be back next Tuesday with more. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search Locked on Hornets. Get our daily podcast. For everyone, I'm saying go Hornets, go America. Let's swarm Charlotte. Where's my cowboy hat? It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17